Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. Coming up on Taking Stock, we're going to take stock of currencies and the U.S. dollar with rates as low. Well, the uh, 10-year U.S. Treasury at uh, 1.55%. Would a rate increase even of 25 basis points, would that change the value of the U.S. dollar versus our major trading partners? We'll find out more coming up. But right now, let's find out about news from Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom. All right. Thank you very much, Pim Fox. Stocks extending their decline, led by drug makers. The S&P 500 index is down four-tenths of one percent. Investors are also awaiting Friday's speech from Fed Chair Janet Yellen. They'll be listening for clues on when to expect higher borrowing costs. And Brett Ryan is U.S. economist at Deutsche Bank Securities. He was interviewed about a Fed Chair Janet Yellen this morning and the interest rate outlook on Bloomberg Television. We're seeing a very cool coordinated effort uh, amongst the, the Fed speakers um, to buy that optionality for September uh, for the for the committee. So the Fed would love to just, you know, whether they're, they're in a hurry or not, they want to have that September option available. Well, not even the U.S. Congressional Budget Office is buying the Federal Reserve's projected path for interest rates in coming years, starting with some central bankers' insistence that a hike next month is possible. In the latest update of its budget and economic outlook, the CBO says that it expects the central bank to hold its target for the federal funds rate at 025 to 05 percent until the fourth quarter of this year before raising it. The tenure down 132nd with a yield of 1.55%. Gold tumbling 1840 the ounce to 1323. That's a drop right now of 1.4%. Crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, down 2.8%, tumbling uh, $1.36 to $46.73. New numbers from the National Association of Realtors show sales of previously owned homes dropped more than forecast in July from a nine-year high restrained by limited choices for buyers. S&P 500 index down 8 to 21.78, a drop of four-tenths of 1%. The Dow down three-tenths of 1%, lower by 52 points. 2.32 on Wall Street. Now let's take a look at some of the other stories making news. Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Jill Schneider. This news update is brought to you by Audi. Like a force of nature, the Summer of Audi event has arrived. Visit your tri-state Audi dealer during the Summer of Audi event and get up to a $5,000 bonus on select Audi vehicles. Rescue crews continue to dig through the rubble in central Italy looking for survivors after an earthquake that struck when many people were sleeping. At least 120 people have been confirmed dead. Bloomberg's Alessandra Migliaccio is in the small town of Amatrice. They are definitely aftershocks, not as strong as the first, but they are unnerving when you're in a hill town with uh, the ground full of cracks. Italian officials say they have set up tent cities to care for the thousands left homeless by the quake. Vice President Joe Biden is in Turkey trying to patch up shaky relations with a key NATO ally. Biden condemned last month's failed coup after meeting with Turkish President Erdogan. The people of the United States of America abhor what happened. And under no circumstances would support any remotely approaching the cowardly act of the treasonous 
members of your military. Turkey has demanded that the U.S. extradite Fethullah Gulen, the Islamic cleric it blames for the coup attempt. This week marks the 240th anniversary of the Battle of Brooklyn, when fierce fighting between the British and Continental Armies broke out, engulfing an area that encompassed what is today Park Slope, Prospect Heights, and a section along the Gowanus Canal. About 3,000 Americans died. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Jill Schneider, and this is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping stocks lower, S&P 500 index dropping eight points now to 21.78, a drop there of four-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Palatin. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock, the Fed in Focus on Bloomberg Radio. And here to focus on the Fed with us is Stephen Casey, foreign exchange trader and senior market analyst at Cambridge Global Payments, joining us in the New York studio. Stephen, we have, you know, um, Yellen coming up. Uh, we have Jackson Hole. From a currency's perspective, what is number one on your mind going into the next couple of weeks here? Um, from a currency perspective, probably a little clarity. I think um, the Fed has given the dollar a little bit of a crisis of confidence over the last few weeks, especially over the last seven days when the Fed minutes were released a week ago. Um, the dollar, I personally didn't think it should it deserved the slide that it, it, it received, but uh, it was sold across the board. It's been very weak over the last week, and uh, we've had a little bit of profit-taking recently, but um, I think we need to see some clarity from the Fed, some um, some consistency with what, um, with what, what, what's going to be coming up next. Do you think we will see that clarity? I think the, the, the driving factor here, um, that we talked about a little bit earlier with Joe Weisenthal of, of Bloomberg Markets is debate seems to be, um, yep. the overlying status quo for what's going on with the Fed and a lack of decisiveness. Do you think we'll see that? I'm optimistic we'll see that. I think um, the comments over the weekend from Vice Chairman Stanley Fisher were a good indicator of what we might see from Chairman Yellen on Friday. I think she's going to do her best to keep September live. I personally don't think there's any chance they're going to hike before the election. I think it's a 50-50 shot at the December meeting. I think she's going to want to be a little bit more optimistic, and I think she's going to try to right the ship for the dollar. It's sold off quite a bit over the last six weeks or so, so it's got some room to recover, um, and I'm optimistic that her comments will kind of kick it off. Stephen Casey, is it possible we could go through some of the currency pairs? For example, the dollar euro right now trading at 112.66. Do you expect the euro to strengthen or weaken against the dollar? I expect the euro to, the euro rate to kind of tumble over. Um, it's fallen off about a little less than 1% over the last 24 hours. I think if we do see uh, some optimism from Janet Yellen, I think it could continue to gravitate back towards that 110 area. I think the fundamental picture as we get deeper into Q3 points for a euro, uh, a lower euro dollar rate. Um, and I think if we do see some of those similar comments from Yellen that we saw from Fisher, that should really get the engine going. All right. How about the pound sterling at 132.34? I think it's a similar story. The pound is kind of twisting in the wind right now. Whenever you see a 12% drop uh, in just over uh, one day, it's kind of in no man's land, and it's been kind of hanging around there for the last month. Um, fundamentally, I still favor um, sterling dropping back below that 130 area. I think um, as we see a little bit more optimism from the Fed, a little bit more confidence with what they want to do towards the end of the year, that should favor uh, sterling tipping below uh, 130. And the Canadian dollar, 129.24 right now. Yeah, that's been kind of a pain as well. Um, it's been a 
been a kind of a rocky summer. Not much summer optimism for... from you right now. Well, it's tough right <laughs> well, now, especially in foreign exchange market. Yeah, it's kind of like a dollar so... bull, though. I took my vacation in June. I wish I pushed it off to August. It's been so quiet. <laughs> well, that's ex- equities, folks. We are uh, <laughs> August Beach crew, right? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I'm going to take the same stance with dollar cat. I know we've been trading just below that 130 area um, for the last few weeks, but I think fundamentally, um, if you want to look at Canada. Um, I think dollar cad should favor back towards that 132 to 135 range as we move into uh, September, October. And what's driving that? Uh, it's twofold. One, I think we're going to see a little bit more optimism from the Fed. And two, I think we're kind of seeing the the um, the new progressive policies um, up in Canada taking full. Just last month, they re- reported one of their largest deficits um, ever. Uh, so I think that's going to c- continue to filter into the market. Yeah, the government of uh, Justin Trudeau, he's going to be spending money to stimulate the economy. Uh, Japanese yen at 100.44. So 100. We're, oh, is that a key level, 100? I mean, 100 yen to the dollar? It's a pretty number. It is. It's a pretty number. And easy um, to remember. Well, if you think the Fed's got issues, take a look at the Bank of Japan because it's absolutely a mudslinging match right now between them and the government. Um, I think they're going to be meeting uh, the third week of September. They're right now kind of doing a report or an assessment um, as to what they've seen from a um, uh, policy standpoint over the last few months. So we'll get more clarity mid- in mid-September. Um, I don't think we're going to stray too far from, from this 100 mark. I think we could, uh, again, bounce a little bit if we, um, we get what I think is going to happen on Friday with, with uh, Jackson Hole. And just tell us about DXY. This is the index that is used to track the value of the U.S. dollar versus uh, major trading partners. How does that actually get put together, and what is it telling you? Uh, well, it's a uh, reading of the 16 most um, traded currencies versus the U.S. dollar. Um, in, our, in our space, whether or not it's going to be too impactful kind of ebbs and flows at the moment, um, I think it's been kind of leading the charge, but um, it's not something that I try to keep track of when we're approaching events such as this. It's best to keep an eye on the fundamentals rather than technicals. Fundamentals rather than technicals. All right, good. Then I don't have to learn too much about DXY, although <laughs> uh, we, we do track that, of course. Um, uh, what about emerging market uh Currencies. I keep thinking about the Brazilian real, for example. The stock market there is up more than 30% year to date. Yeah, I mean, it's always been one of the few areas, especially in these markets where you could chase yield. Um, unfortunately, they have some picadellos. So if you do rush into those emerging markets currencies, you're going to have to worry about um, some things kind of flying up out of uh, out of nowhere. So, um, you know, in these markets where you've got, you know, zero interest rate or, or negative interest rates with Japan and the U.S. and um, in Europe and Canada, you could see investors flushing into those EM markets, but it's always a dicey play. Stephen Casey, thank you for joining us and, and giving us the rundown on uh, those currency markets. Foreign exchange trader and senior market analyst at Cambridge Global Payments. Joining us here um, at Bloomberg Radio, I'm Alex Branca and for Kathleen Hayes. And I'm and Pim Fox. This is Pim Fox. Yes, and this is Taking Stock and this is Bloomberg. The Fed in Focus is brought to you by Willoughby's since 1898, New York City's boutique camera store for precision-crafted Hasselblad and Leica cameras, plus a full selection of GoPro action-adventure cameras. Willoughby's, corner of 5th Avenue and 31st Street.